You're listening to the Movement is Medicine show, a podcast hosted by Head to Toe Spine and Sports Therapy, a modern manual therapy practice in Edmonds, Washington. Now, let's get into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Hey, hey. hey. How's it going? Good. Yeah, it's going good. Dr. Lee, Dr. Tim, Dr. Annie, we are broadcasting from the clinic, <laughs> our favorite spot to be. And today we're talking about plantar fasciitis. Yeah, it's good like, pronunciation. That was nice. That Thank was you. very nice. Very it is it, it is the hot button right now yeah. around here. We are seeing There's a lot of it. So many cases of plantar fasciitis. <laughs> Why is that? Is it a seasonal spike in activities? Is it because we treat it so well? Is it what is it? Could well, be a little bit I mean, of a combination of both, but definitely treat it well. Yeah, we do treat it well. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. I think definitely an increase in athletics. Recently, you got high school kids getting back into their sports. You have people getting back into the office after taking their vacations from the summer. Um, even like prolonged sitting can oftentimes cause plantar fascia pain to a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a couple different factors. We'll, all we know for sure is that we're seeing a lot of it right now. What is it? Let's just talk about it. So, because some people might might have some of these symptoms actually, and not know what they have, and and other people maybe have just never never even heard of it or not sure what it is. So, what is plantar fasciitis? Well, let's start with kind of how it presents, and it's one of the few things I think presents very much textbook. Uh, I think we all agree on that. It's it's generally you really feel it when you first get up in the morning and you load your foot, or when you've been you know sitting at your desk for a while or sitting in a chair for a while and you get and load your foot. Either either of those things, and you feel a real point pain in your medial heel. And you feel burning along your arch. And as you start to warm your foot up, quite often it feels better. It depends on how badly you are off. But generally, that's a really classic presentation. So like if you're sleeping and you get up and, and it kind of you limp a little bit, like and you feel pain. Or if you've been sitting like at the dining room table on like a stool and then you get up. Yeah, it's just that the planner is, I mean, there. Uh, yeah, as we were talking about, there's actually some different theories as to what's happening with the plantar fascia. Mm-hmm. But um, because the plantar fascia really supports the load of the foot, um, and it is, it, it does, it does get inflamed, um, and that's when it's extremely painful. Is, is so when you first load your foot and your arch collapses down, like you're going to take a step, which is what the arch is supposed to do, and as it collapses down and it stretches out that plantar fascia, which is supporting that, that base of the foot, that then it hurts because you're putting that irritated tissue under stretch. So you're getting that immediate burning pain. And then you're saying once it gets warmed up, that pain goes away. Often. A little bit. Yeah, oftentimes it'll present, like like you said, first thing in the morning, right in the middle of the heel. Some people even describe it as if like they're stepping on a rock, like right in the middle of their heel. Um, and that's an, oftentimes what I'll, I'll just ask patients that, like if that's what they feel as they walk around. And sometimes they'll say, like, yeah, that's exactly what I feel, like there's something in my shoe. Um, so that's really common. And like just banking off the plantar fascia that, that Annie was talking about, the fascia is like more a proprioceptive organ and a, a transfer of energy type of organ. It's not supposed to contract and hold things in place and make things super powerful. It's more so to tell the body what your foot's doing in space. So when its primary job is to actually support that arch, that's when we start to notice the pain and then it becomes symptomatic and issues arise. Is it... Does it show up with particular foot shapes more more often than others? Like I know that we're not big believers necessarily in like, oh, you have flat feet or high arches, and so you're predetermined to have these particular conditions. 
Yeah, but, I, I really don't think it does. I mean, I think I s I've seen it in all different foot shapes, and I don't think one style of foot is predisposition to having plantar fascia issues. I think a lot of it comes down more so to, like, your gait, how you're walking, and your muscle activation that you have, especially in your posterior chain. So kind of what I mean by that, a lot of times with plantar fascia, like Lee was saying, like, your, your plantar fascia on the bottom of the foot shouldn't necessarily be having to, like, support that arch. But once, especially, like, what I always find with this is like calf muscles like your soleus and gastrocnemius on the back of your calf once those get extremely tight then the plantar fascia has to start to make up for some of that because you don't have proper foot and ankle mechanics when that stuff happens right i 100 percent have this uh, for sure like <laughs> this is like, this is like <laughs> i this is like i'm going on wikipedia at like 2 a.m right now searching up my symptoms <laughs> you just described everything like stabbing pain like a nail being driven through my heel goes away after i limp it out for a few minutes extremely tight calf muscles that like yeah oh yeah and the, re I'm, the reason I'm, for I'm, the calf being so tight mm. is because your glutes and your hamstrings the other posterior chain muscles that are infinitely larger than the calf aren't doing their job mm -hmm. you're pushing off your toes you're pulling your heel off the ground more than you need to rather than actually pulling yourself through that motion that your hamstring and your glute would do um could be all starting from your hip flexors being super tight which is again, goes into the, that massive sitting aspect of this injury. If the hip flexors are really tight, they tend to draw your hips forward um, across your toes, and that puts your calves in a stretch. Um, the, the calves start to uh, accommodate to that stretch. Your toes start to grip into the ground. That, straight, that tightens up the fascia. Pain occurs. And hello to other things, too. I mean, what you've just said describes our low back pain patients, oh, yeah. our hip pain patients, our knee pain patients, our foot pain. I mean, that is just such a classic set of circumstances, right? The tight hip flexors, the deactivated glutes, the tight posterior chain. Yeah, hello. I can't. I can't. How many patients we have come in that we have to work on glute strengthening is, yeah. It. I mean, it's, but it's a, such a, like Annie was saying, it's such a common thing that we see for, like, those patterns to happen, especially, like, down throughout the lower body. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it, it makes sense that we see that. But, yeah, a lot of times with this plantar fascia and other issues that we have in the hip and in the low back and stuff, yeah, those we get on some glute training with a lot of people because they need that. And yeah. glute activation as well, yeah, I would imagine, activation, too, yeah. to your point. Yeah. And I think yeah. the big point of, you know, um, why we're really, really good at managing this condition here is that we don't just look at your foot. Yeah. But we do look at your foot carefully. <laughs> you know, we're going to look at your foot mechanics, your foot strength. Both your arches, Lee and I were discussing the lateral and the medial arch, the way your toes work, certainly the activation of your of your great toe. We're going to look at that fascial chain all the way up where mm -hmm. it's stuck. We're going to look at the activation. We're going to look at the counter. I mean, it's not just your foot. And that's no. where a lot of people go wrong with their own self-care. They may get as far as the calf, and I sure hope they do because that's a great place to start is just get a lacrosse ball in your calf and a lacrosse ball in your foot and start getting some mobility in there. But uh, quite often it goes a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a great first step is to kind of get those tissues released, but then you have to look deeper. Right. All those tissues that are in your foot start below your knee. So your calf muscle is not just your calf muscle. It does everything that your foot and ankle does. Uh, it's the extension of those structures. So don't think that, oh, pain's here. I only have to attack here. It's likely elsewhere. I, I was in a conversation earlier today, uh, and we were talking about – talking about acid reflux with someone and in it was with a naturopathic doctor and they were talking like for many people when they have like acid reflux and they go to see a conventional doctor they'll basically get like some kind of a antacid like an acid blocker type thing and there won't be any 
deeper conversation or examination around, well, why are you having this thing in the first place? And it seems like this is one of those things that if you roll, depending on where you roll into, you might just get some foot orthotics or something like here you go. Here's a foot insert, you know, good luck on, on your way or change out your shoes and you hear, oh, by the way, here's this insert for your shoe because this is a foot thing. You're going to get orthotics, a cortisone injection, and maybe a, my favorite, a night splint. Ooh. Just a really fancy Ooh. Band-Aid. And that's what you're going to often, unfortunately, that's what you're going to get. That's the standard. That would maybe be like the standard care kit or, or kind of. And, yep, and wear your shoes all the time, including in the house. Never go barefoot. Could I also maybe get those like thick, those really thick looking shoes like get those? Some hokas. Yeah, those with some the giant hokas or some shape ups. Yes. Get some sketcher shape ups. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there Barry. Oh Barry, get some sketcher shape. Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Look that. Like it's a stylish look. I'll definitely yeah. get rid of your plantar fascia pain though. Mm-hmm. Well, you just had Put that rock in the shoe, list. right? Just have a rocker shoe, because then you're, you <laughs> don't have to. I was hoping flex. I was going to get a rocker shoe. Then yo, yeah, that'll look <laughs> yeah. great on you. I want to see you walking down the Edmonds Waterway mm-hmm. with your mm-hmm. rocker shoe. Yeah, maybe I'll get a walker too to go with my rocker shoe. Keep your hip flexors short. Next year, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Yeah, next year I'll do that. So we obviously take a different, but that is like if you have that foot pain, a lot of times people think I foot pain. I need to get something that goes onto my foot or a around my foot or is connected to my foot. Yeah. But you're saying, like so many things in the body, we actually need to go up the chain or down the chain. We need to look elsewhere to see where is this causal and what else is happening here in the system that's right. creating a problem. And with that, like you still want to do stuff for the foot specifically. Like use your lacrosse ball, iron out those those arches, the medial arch, the lateral arch, probably more important in this case. Um, a lot of people don't realize that they're supposed to have an arch on the outside of their foot. They feel like they're only supposed to have an arch on the inside. Um, we know for a fact, especially Dr. Anna, we were talking about this earlier, the the last bones on the, the last two toes, like oftentimes will get very stiff and stop moving in this, in this condition. Um, so we do a lot of release of that area and self-release with the lacrosse ball is like the easiest form of just attacking this on your own and you've done some great we have some great videos on that that you've oh. done with the with lacrosse ball yeah we we have a really good protocol here for lower leg injuries especially for plantar fasciitis and, and uh, bunion formation uh, I, I hesitate to say the word bulletproof but i'd say it's it's pretty close it helps a lot it's pretty close to bulletproof yeah. i like it yeah. i want to add too i mean um uh, there have been cases I've seen of plantar fasciitis where certainly I don't want to completely dis inserts orthotics and footwear changes. I mean, there are times recently I just had a case where I actually had her wear a boot for a week because her tissues were just so irritated and painful she couldn't weight bear on them. And so a boot really calmed that down, and then we jumped into our protocol. And the same thing occasionally with, with people maybe developing a heel spur where that plantar attaches, and you have to shelter that that he, that bony spur because that's something that you just have to cover it you need either a heel cup or or or, or a hoka right a different shoe that is going to give that that foot more shelter and or a surgically altered foot which we see a lot of that fusion in the great toe um, which is just so difficult to return from mm-hmm. for foot mechanics um, and some things we just can't change anymore so then 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 we get into inserts yeah. you know and certainly some some footwear and the other thing with footwear too i think we've talked about this before or maybe we haven't maybe this is the next episode but we, we've talked about certainly uh, sort of minimalist shoes as to more more structured shoes um and really with with runners and and distance athletes and um 
and just certain types of foot, you know, I've certainly been finding myself put, putting people into a more structured shoe who have continual issues with their, with their foot. So when they're out walking, they're getting a little bit more, more control through their heel um, and et cetera. And that, that sometimes is necessary. Yeah. We, I mean, we did joke about it a little bit, but those, those Hoka type shoes, the Brooks that are more made for that long distance running or they, they're a little bit more padded. Some people do react extremely well to those. Um, I'm not one of those people personally. I'm more of the minimalist type shoe person, but there's some people that try the same shoes I wear and they have the same exact reaction that I have to their type of shoe. So it's, don't want you to get pigeonholed into thinking like, Oh, I can't wear these minimal shoes. I must have, have so many issues. I got a big problem. It's, it's really just take it bit by bit and use what works for you. Yeah. Feet, everyone's foot is different. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, once again, you know, the doctor is not in the mouse, right? It's not all online, Barry. <laughs> but so really, you've you got to have your <laughs> stuff looked at. And, and well, when you're having this issue, it, it can get worse too, right? Like, I mean, is this just something that – Oh. Yeah, if you're not getting treatment for it and you're – Yeah. People can people can come in. They can't. They like my recent patient. She, she, you can't walk. Well, that's what I thought. See, I didn't think I, I was plantar fasciitis because my understanding was like debilitating pain, like you couldn't even walk on it. So I was like, ah, this is fine. There's varying levels, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I've seen it extremely acute, and I've seen it torn absolutely as well. You know, so mm-hmm. th- it can really progress into a pretty pretty bad state. Yeah, I've seen some some bad tears, yeah. especially in athletics um, with rugby and just any high velocity, high power sport. You're you're a lot more likely, especially if you're like doing something like football, where you're pushing into another person, you're tackling somebody, you're trying to overcome their strength. If you're if your foot's in a bad spot and you're not using those glutes, you're not using those hamstrings, you're going to be using your foot and your calf muscles, which, depending on the load that you're using, things can fail if you go too high. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, when somebody comes in with this, what are we going to do? Like, walk me through our protocol. So are we going to do, like, where do, how do we how do we start? I mean, do we start with a movement thing, and then do we have somebody go through some stuff? Do we have them do some stuff? Do we get in there and see, like, what's going on with some tools? Like, how do we approach treatment? Yeah, well, you know, first we've got to get people out of pain. That's, that's always our first objective. And yeah. um, really, we use really multiple different things to, to get them there. Generally, always... Um, especially with plantar fasciitis, some fairly aggressive soft tissue protocols in the beginning on the calf, posterior chain, and foot. Certainly uh, manipulation um, of, the, of the lower extremity and the pelvis, um, getting the foot moving correctly. Sometimes it is uh, calming it down with an insert of different footwear change. Certainly laser is fantastic for an acute plantar fasciitis it's case. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then as soon as we can, as soon as people can – well, really, we don't even need people to be able to weight bear before we get them more active through their through their core. So we look upstream pretty quickly, but I'd say I almost entirely start in the calf and the hamstring. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. And like you said, just main main objective is to get people out of pain. And usually, if we can get range of motion restored, the pain will go away pretty quickly at soon afterwards. Um, we already mentioned the big toe being intricately involved here. I'd I'd say. Every single person that has plantar fasciitis has suboptimal toe dorsiflexion, which is pulling the toe off the floor, pulling it towards your shin. Um, and you should have about 45 degrees as humans. Every time we take a step forward, that back leg, we are dorsiflexing the foot and the toes. And if we can't control that movement, we can't actively get into that range of motion. Every time we expose our body to that, we can irritate structures. We can cause inflammation from that. Um, so a couple different things we're going to look at, but we're definitely going to start in the calf and expanding range of motion first. So even for somebody to just pick up their lacrosse ball and start to do things proactively is going to be very helpful. Yeah. 
And it's it's not, well, I mean, I would say it's it, it does take a few visits to get through an acute plantar fasciitis because it depends on your level of compensation and how quickly, how long you've had it for, you know, how quickly you've come in and sought care because quite often people have compensated for a long time. And so we've got to really repair a lot of systems and repattern a lot of muscles to, to, to really fix the problem. So when we look at that continuing to continuum of treatable treatability versus you know, not treatable or not responsive, you know, some different, different conditions, some things respond better, some things don't. So if let's say 10 is totally like very responsive to treatment and, and one is like very unresponsive, where would we put plantar fasciitis on the continuum? Ten. With, with us, I'd put it pretty high up there. Yeah. So this is definitely something that we see a lot of success with. This is this is yeah, entirely sure. a condition where you just need intervention and it'll go away. It's, yeah. It, the longer you you live with it, the longer it's going to stay around. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you can't get over it quickly at that point. Like I've seen it, I've seen a patient recently who's had plantar fasciitis for over a year. And literally within two treatments and him doing his exercise at home on his own time, he's noticed a 90% reduction in pain and doesn't have that. He can actually play soccer again, which he wasn't able to do. So it's very treatable. Very true. I mean, we see it all the time. I mean, like we talked about, we see it all the time. We've been seeing it more and more here. And yeah, I think Lee's pretty spot on with that. I think within like two or three treatments of really diving into that soft tissue work down in the calf and the foot, we really see a great increase in that, like a decrease in pain, increase in function. And then we can start to dive into the biomechanics a little bit more so after that. But yeah, very treatable. Very. Well, you convinced me to make an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and if, you know, if you can convince me to make an appointment, then I believe that someone out there right now is hearing this and they're like, me too. I'm coming in too. And as you should. Yeah. And I'm going to report back on how this plays out on a future show. And I'm going to tell you, if it doesn't work, you guys are in. <laughs> guess, <yeah. laughs> okay, so we're going to do hang out there pretty hard. Fasciitis part two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, coming, I know. It's going gonna, gonna to work. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so ready to be the next success story on this one because it's so annoying every time I get up. You shouldn't have pain every time you do a box jump either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, and I think there's a lot. You know, this, it it cues me up always just because I look, you know, it's this, you know, N equals one experience, you know, it's like you are your own test kit, you know, you are your own lab kind of thing, you know, life is an experiment. Uh, It's just, it's just fascinating to me how long we as human beings will suffer through things when we know we could go like, it's like, oh, if I just were like go across the street, then I would could get help with this. But it's like, I'll just wait. For no particular yeah. reason. <laughs> and I'll just go some other time. Right. I mean, Pain people, isn't normal, and we think that it is in our society. Yeah. People do that all the time. There's, like, little aches. and I mean, I see that all the time, I mean, especially with, like, CrossFit. I, you know, do CrossFit a lot. And, like, it's CrossFit Industrious here, and it's just, like, yeah, you, you just hear certain people talking sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, like, this kind of going on when I'm doing this and that. And it's just, like, if you just go earlier on when you start noticing that stuff – it's going to be so much easier to get out of that. And you're going to be so much happier in the long run. And plantar fasciitis is just another great example of that, where it's like you start noticing that heel pain when you're waking up or anything like that, just go get it checked out. Like I said, two, three treatments, we're going to get you out of pain and then we'll correct the reason why it was happening in the first place. Well, Right. Let's go like, let's say you don't get it repaired. You get, deal with the minor pain. Two years, you're out there doing something crazy on a long run or something and blammo major tear or something yeah Mm -hmm. 
And then it's a huge big deal. Like it totally disrail, like derails your life then mm-hmm. yeah. for a long period of time. Yeah. You're not doing stairs or hills anytime soon with that. Yeah. Huge oh. pain in the ass. Yeah. So just come in earlier. All right. You convinced me. I'm coming in. <laughs> All right. So that's what you need to know about plantar fasciitis. Very treatable. Very, very treatable. We love to treat it. Yeah. We yeah. love feet. Love them. Love them. <laughs> love them. <laughs> <laughs> and oftentimes, it's not the foot that is the culprit. It's up the chain, like so many other things. Yeah. Right. Yep. Hips, hamstrings, glutes, calves. That should That's be it. a song. That was almost yeah, that's a, that sounds like it sounds like a song. It's like a little poem we should make up. <laughs> there should be one. It's a really great so, poem. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Movement is the best form of medicine. And as always, we hope you take this, put it in your life, apply it, reap the rewards, reap the benefits, move pain-free. It's how you're meant to be. We really believe that, and we're here to help you along the way. Until next time, take care. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.